Assalamu alaikum. Today it is Tuesday, <clears throat> the 10th of May 2022. And uh, in our series, Reflections on the Holy Quran, this is broadcast number 310. And in it, we are looking at uh, Chapter 2, verse 100, Al-Baqarah, verse 100, use of its words in the, uh, in the Holy Quran. These broadcasts are brought to you by the Lahore MDM movement, which was created by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed. And Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed Sahib taught, that although other Muslims say that after the Holy Prophet Muhammad, another Prophet can come, this is incorrect. The Holy Quran says that the Holy Prophet Muhammad was the seal of the Prophets and no Prophet can now come, an old one or a new one. Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed claimed that in accordance with the Hadith, he was the reformer as promised by the, uh, by the Holy Prophet Muhammad that uh, from time to time reformers will be sent by Allah. And Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed's distinction was that uh, he was the one to whom in uh, other hadith the Holy Prophet Muhammad referred as the Messiah and Mahdi. Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed also taught that non-Ahmadi Muslims hasten to call each other Kafirs. But this is forbidden by the Holy Prophet Muhammad who said that if one reciter of the Kalima says to another reciter of the Kalima that uh, that person is a heretic, is a Kafir, then this degree of heresy falls upon the person issuing it. Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed also taught that people believe that their, the Holy Quran is in, incomplete and that some prophetic revelation has been missed out from inclusion in the Holy Quran and uh, some that is in the Holy Quran is cancelled, abrogated. But this is untrue because 
Allah says in the Holy Quran that he has revealed it and he shall protect it. So it cannot be true. And of course, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad told that jihad is a fundamental duty of every Muslim. But jihad as defined by the Holy Prophet Muhammad who when returning from fighting said that Muslims are returning from the minor jihad to the major jihad and then went on to explain that the major jihad is jihad bin nafs, a struggle to control your own desires, your greed and so on, your temptations etc. But of course if you are attacked with the sword then you will defend yourself, you will defend your country or your uh, religion with the sword. So with that let us turn to the Holy Quran. Al-Baqarah verse 100 as I said Awakullama sorry A'uzu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem Bismillahir rahmanir rahim Awakullama ahadu ahadan nabazahu is it that whenever they make a covenant, a party of them cast it aside? Nay, most of them have no faith. <coughs> And uh, yesterday we looked at the word farikum and today we look at the words minhum bal aksaru and uh, and with that whom uh, love can be mentioned in, in a few seconds. I was hoping to do yomi noon as well. Um, but um, that requires quite a lot of explanation. So we leave that until tomorrow. <clears throat> so let me go to my notes and uh, have a look. Minhum has uh, two segments, min preposition and whom pronoun. This is followed by bal, which is what's called a retraction pronoun, I think. You know, nay. It is negating what's coming after 
then we have love, it simply means no, and so on. No, sorry, after bal we have aksaruhum and then la. So aksaruhum has two parts, noun, aksar, and hum, pronoun. It's a root is kaf, fa, ra. So these are the two segments. And words based on these three. Um, there are ten words which appear in the Holy Quran 167 times. So, <clears throat> um, and it, it, it means numerous, many, it's a count, but it also means increase and this kind of thing, acquire more, multiply, um, etc. And uh, uh, let me. <clears throat> My notes have got out of order as usual. There we are, I think. And uh, <clears throat> uh, it means plenty, abundance, and it's the antonym, the opposite of shortage. Kidlet. Uh, and uh, for example, in chapter 23, verse 70, it says, Wa aksaruhum lilhakti karihun. And most among them dislike the truth. And as I was saying in the uh, Urdu broadcast, at least two words in here, Aksar and Haq, are common Urdu words. And that's the point I always make, that, okay, it may be difficult for English-speaking uh, people or, uh, uh, you know, Europeans to understand the Holy Quran because they have to learn a whole new alphabet. But those who speak Urdu or Farsi and, and uh, so on should be easy for them. Or uh, <clears throat> in chapter 2, verse 249, it says, Kum min fi and sometimes it happens that a small party overcomes a large party. And that's what I meant when I said that according to the Holy Quran, Killat and Kasrat, they are opposite. Kalilatin, a small group. 
a few sometimes a few overcome many kasiratan so you can see that uh, the the uh, principle in arabic languages to try and justify the meaning of a word from the way it has been used in the holy quran and one way is to see uh, what which word is used to show the opposite qalila few kathira many sometimes few in numbers overcome many and in chapter 4 verse 1 wa baffa minhuma rijalan kaseeran wa nisa and from those two he produced in abundance men and women and spread them over the earth this is of course referring to hazrat adam and his wife wadda kaseerum min ahli alkitab chapter 209 and many among the people of the book what this wadda kaseerum kaseerum many but uh, this use here the use that i've discussed has been uh, uh, simply in terms of numbers a smaller group and a bigger group but it also means uh, to try and outdo someone else in status in wealth in position and so on. for example chapter 102 verse 1 says alhaqu muttaqafur and people your uh, desire for much has made you f- now this is generally translated as uh, abundance of wealth but uh, as i said it could mean status honor you know uh, it's like uh, people who donate to charity and you think well that's a very good thing what's bad about that but it's their intention what's the intention well if i give a lot to charity then uh, what will happen is that uh, um, you know uh, i will be nominated in the queen's honors list for something or other a cbe or obe or whatever it is so it's increasing your status raising your status that has made you forget what the real meaning 
of knife is. And an interesting one is uh, uh, chapter 108, verse 1. Inna aapvaina kalkosa. God says to the Holy Prophet Muhammad, We <coughs> granted you abundance of uh, good. Let me see how Hazrat Maulana Muhammad Ali has translated. Yes, he, it, it's exactly what he says. Surely we have given you abundance of good. Now, the thing is this, that lots of people say that Al-Qasr is actually um, a river in the heavens. And this is saying that the Holy Prophet will be granted that uh, that river. Um, but uh, you see, such interpretations I find dangerous because there's no justification in the Holy Quran for such interpretation. Um, so this is, you know, the use of the word kosher to mean good that uh, the Holy Prophet was granted an abundance of good. Now, what does good stand for? Obviously, we've talked about uh, abundance in terms of numbers, in terms of money. And yes, uh, you know, um, Islam doesn't deride earning of money or uh, resources and all this kind of thing. As long as you use it for the benefit of the community and humanity. You know, a number of companions of the Holy Prophet Muhammad were very rich. His first wife, Hazrat Khatija, she was very rich. Um, and then uh, Hazrat Usman was extremely rich. But uh, the history tells us that in Jew, Muslims um, had difficulty accessing uh, good clean water. Because the only source of water was owned by a Jew and he demanded extortionate prices. You know, with the coming of Muslims, the uh, population in, in Medina increased, increasing the demand for water. And he had control of uh, supply, so he increased prices, as any businessman would. And uh, so people put this to the Holy Prophet Muhammad and, uh, you know, that's a solution needed to be found. And Hazrat uh, Usman heard about this and he went and he purchased that. Uh, well and he donated it to the community. He said from tomorrow it's yours and no one is going to ask you to pay for water. It's free. Now Hazrat Usman could only do that because he was a rich man. And that is the point that Islam makes. 
that it's not against Islam to seek wealth as long as you use it for the benefit of your community or humanity. Molana Abadala Sindhi in his explanation says that Al-Qasr, the abundance of good that the Holy Quran talks about, that was granted to the Holy Prophet Muhammad, actually it means the Holy Quran. Because there is nothing, he argues, that there is nothing that has as much good in it as the Holy Quran itself. So that's what uh, uh, that phrase mean means by saying this. And uh, uh, I found that interesting and I thought, you know, uh, let us apply it to the life of the Holy Prophet Muhammad when we think about it in, in those terms. If we look at uh, the Holy Prophet's time in uh, Makkah, a very small portion of the Holy Quran had been revealed there and the Holy Prophet uh, faced great difficulties. As you know, uh, Muslims were tortured. Muslims had to leave Mecca and go and seek sanctuary in uh, um, Abyssinia. I think it's today's Ethiopia where a Christian king gave them sanctuary, gave them asylum, political asylum. Others could not escape, they were tortured. The story of Hazrat Balal that he was being brutally tortured and uh, the Holy Prophet could not bear to hear his cries. And Hazrat Abu Bakr also saw this and he could not bear it. Hazrat Abu Bakr at that time was a very rich person. He went and he purchased Hazrat Bilal and set him free. He went and asked his owner how much and the owner said this amount and he said there you go. He didn't haggle, he didn't do anything. Now you see again, this is using your wealth for a good cause. <clears throat> anyway, to get back to the life of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, uh, some Muslims were actually martyred in, in Makkah. But then the Holy Prophet moved to Medina and more of the Holy Quran was revealed. And the more people acted on the Holy Quran, the better the situation of the community became. As you know, gradually, first Muslims defended themselves successfully against the efforts by the Quraysh of Makkah to uh, uh, eliminate them. And then from there, they started to uh, preached their message to other tribes of Arabia and more and more people started joining. 
Isn't it interesting that the more Quran that was revealed, the more Muslims acted upon the Holy Quran, the more people came from all parts of Arabia and joined them. And this is the crux of the matter. This is what people don't understand. That all of Quran, all of God's message, all prophetic revelation has now come to us. Okay? Now, what will be the abundance of good? And there's abundance of good called the Holy Quran. But we can make it even better and take it further by actually acting on it ourselves. Just like the Holy Prophet Muhammad and his companions, Rasulullah, they acted upon the Holy Quran and people saw, came and saw and they said, wow, this is wonderful. You know, we want to join you. This element is now missing. The Holy Quran is you know, wrapped in silken covers and put on top of the uh, the cupboard so that nothing must touch it and people go through all kinds of elaborate procedures. Yes, you should be clean. They go through elaborate procedures of cleansing and so on and so forth and then they take it out of the silken covers and, and kiss it and touch their foreheads with it or uh, 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 and so on. And then they recite it, which is all very good. But the main element of the exercise is missing, which is to remind ourselves of the message of the Holy Quran. What is it that it's trying to communicate to us? And that is what that abundance of good is. That you have the Holy Quran, if you act on it, then you will be successful in this life and in the hereafter. Why? Because you will become model citizens of this planet. People will know and comment upon how you always speak the truth, how you're always honest, etc. And uh, in this day and age and in our time, there have been Ahmadis, members of our Jamaat, who've seen this and done this. And I have seen them do this. In uh, 1953, I think it was, that Dr. Alabakhsh was offered a huge bribe, 200,000 rupees, which would be like 2 million pounds in a case. All he had to do was just say, I've tested this person's clothing and blood on it is not human. He just had to add the word not to the conclusion to get that two million pounds. 
but he refused. He said, no, it's a lie. I'm not going to do it. And similarly, there are many other instances of such uh, noble behavior. There was a comment made by uh, a police officer many years ago. And uh, he was sitting in, 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 in company and there was one Ahmadi present there. All the others were non-Ahmadis. And uh, people didn't know that this person was, uh, was an Ahmadi. It was a sort of gathering of uh, uh, at a wedding or something. And this police officer said, you know what saddens me about Pakistan? And uh, people said, no. And uh, the police officer said, well, of all the heads of forensics, they were called chemical examiners in those days, the two who've been honest have both been Ahmadis. Have both been Ahmadis. And then people said, and who were they? And then he mentioned Dr. Alabaksh and uh, there was another doctor uh, who followed Dr. Alabaksh who was also a Lahore MD. And, but it's a matter of pride and responsibility as well for Rajamal that although people regarded us as kafirs, they were forced to admit that members of, of this organization had actually understood the Quran and the abundance of good that it talks about. They're gathering that. Yes, in terms of this world, Dr. Alabaksh wasn't a rich man, but it was the richness of his character. He could stand up anywhere and people would believe what he said because they knew he never lied. And that is what the Quran wants to get you to. But that can only happen. That will only happen if we first understand the Quran and then act upon it. With that, I take my leave of you. With the prayer that whoever you are and wherever you may be, may Allah keep all of you safe and sound and free from harm. Inshallah, we'll meet tomorrow and uh, finish our discussion of the words of uh, this verse of the Holy Quran. Assalamu alaikum, Khuda Hafiz, and goodbye.